feeling like a damn sandwich here, y'all. I am the meat that is between the good numbers six and nine. The bridge between the celestial numerals that make us all feel so nice. That's right, y'all. This is episode 78. And I am building a bridge of vocal vibrations live from 694.2 PTBP. The numbers always tell the truth. Especially when they are the good numbers. The nice numbers. Speaking of numbers, we got one special message from one very special listener. This week's Hollywood Wolf is from Zach, who tagged that pretending pod on his Instagram story for once. He writes, Hey Wolf, long time listener, first time howler. Did you do it? Did you howl? (laughs) Okay, now I want to hear you do a real long howl. And it starts real confident like you're the only wolf in the whole dumpster. But then as the howl goes on, you become less and less sure of yourself. Like you're stoned and underdressed at a wedding that you weren't invited to until like the week before when you ran into your old friend's fiance at the coffee shop and she invited you after acting like it was a total accident you were left off the guest list in the first place. Now, do that now. Okay, thanks, love you, bye. P.S. Hey, Joe, Justin, Luke, and Thomas. I think y'all pretty funny and nice and cute to boot. Now listen here, Zachary. I do not howl on command for any man, except for beautiful trash beings who wish to roll in the filth with me, you dig? I've also never been invited to a wedding, but that has never stopped me from enjoying myself to the fullest. Full of love, full of trash, forever and evermore. That sounds like holy matrimony to me, y'all. Emphasis on the moan. I love you too, Zach. And one day, I will eat your soul. But before I do, I'll give you a little forehead kiss. Stop it. Stop what you're doing right now. Pull over the car, dry off those hands, and put down the damn quesadilla. Go to Twitter, search at Pretendin' Pod. Go to Instagram, search at Pretendin' Pod. It's literally the exact same thing that Jesus told his bromies. Put down the quesadilla and follow me. Or keep just listening, I guess. But don't disappoint old Wolfie like that. Tell your online friends about the show and tag at Pretendin' Pod. In terms of perspective, let's try to look at this from Drew's. It's time for the news. Drew drove to the city in the midst of a reconstruction of contention that implemented puddle teaming, the act of placing small man-made pools filled with fish around town. Drew admitted he didn't come up with this plan. Rather, it was Pastor Adam Kane who has seemingly assumed control of contention. Drew went on to say the pastor was using fish to collect the ooze. Drew chastised the officers for leaving contention during this phenomenally strange and harrowing time, but John Lee Pettymore the Thirth saw a vision of Drew bringing the radio, helmet, and briefcase full of money to the First Church of Contention, and he freaked out on Drew for turning on his co-workers, until Drew showed them a round scar on his belly from where he had been tortured. When they patted down Drew, they found a bloody piece of cheap carpet. Drew told them, deadpan, that choking on the carpet until he almost died was how he found him. 
It didn't take long for the former contingent police officers to torture Drew as well, asking him to prove his assertion by telling them where Tildy B. Mitchell is. He said he saw only a small dark prison in his vision. John went batshit and tried to pull off his own head. Clark chased after him, and Tyler, Carrie Page's energetic black lab came bounding toward the group from behind a barn, taking us now to Clark's oldest loose end. Honk if you know this, Wolf's boldest goose friend. It's a brand new hit, a lone crack tone. It's kudzu with no backbone. It's a new episode. Yeah, it's a new episode. We have to record a new episode now. Oh, behind the scenes, <laughs> everybody listening out there, it hasn't been a whole week since we recorded the last episode. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what have been, you guys been up to since we recorded the last episode? It feels like it's been a week. I've been reading drill tweets. I took a stroll over to the restroom over there. And uh, came back. It was a that was a good jaunt. I've just been on Reddit. I opened up another bubbly. What flavor? It's Aha. It's strawberry cucumber. Who makes Aha? Who makes Aha? I don't care. What do you have, Joe? <laughs> I bought cranberry raspberry flavored Lacroix. I haven't tried it yet though, hmm. but I hadn't seen that flavor before. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, cran ras. Just so you know, it's the Coca Cola company. Hey, will you crack one right now? I could have sworn that the package said Cran Raz, but this says Raz Raz Cranberry. It did a reverse of the thing. I don't know why. Here we go. Oh. Ooh, that's a crisp one ripping the head off of that bad boy. Oh, it's foaming everywhere. Oh, my God. Joe is just pouring it all over his forehead while he shakes his golden locks back and forth. Wow. It's good. And welcome to episode 78 here at <laughs> Pretending to Be People. You guys have had a week to think on what happened in the last episode. Any uh, any thoughts pop up? Uh, I'm worried that you're going to make me play Tyler and Clark at the same time. So I've been, I've been preparing. I've been going in and out of character as fast as I can. Can we see some of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little taste. <laughs> it's good to see the contention boys. Good to see you too, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) See, I've been practicing. It's flawless, right? Contrast really makes Clark Bishop's voice. uh, (laughs) John (laughs) Wayney? Wayney. Didn't we just leave the city? How did Tyler get up here? We pulled over, I think, outside contention. It was like a dirt road, right? Yeah, you guys were like halfway there, maybe. He did make some distance, though, it sounds like. Yeah, what, like 30 miles? When we did our contention critter coalition, was that was that the day? What, what date? What date did that take place on? Do you remember? I think it was December fifth. What day is it today? I think it's December sixth. Yeah. Well, Luke, it's been a whole week since the last episode. What have you thought about in the past week about what is happening and what you should do on this one? You know, not much. <laughs> Probably be more mean to Drew. Were you mean to Drew back in the? Back in the day, five days ago? Not really, no. 
I wasn't like trying to be mean to him. I just more interested in the case than yeah. You've seen well-being. a lot of misery and despair at this point. Misery signals. Mm. Okie doke. I'm ready to make shit up as I go. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> well, you guys are in the misery business, so let's open up shop. Tyler, um, is that Ty- Ty- Tyler? That that's Carrie Page's dog. That's the that's guys. That's the dog I was supposed to find. That's it. It's right there. I pat Clark on the back and says, looks like you found him. Mission accomplished. We can go home now. Hey, Drew, how do you know who Tyler is? You all can see Drew Andrews just filled, brimming with affection. Well, Tyler's just the greatest dog in the world, and I could have sworn that he'd been eaten by homeless people. But I mean, uh, he's Drew. He's uh, Councilman Kerry Page's dog, right? True. That that's correct. It, it's weird though because she floated the same homeless thing that you just said. Oh yeah, I guess I remember you telling me about that. I'm confused though. How did you know this dog was Tyler? John, I I mean I I did I did put signs all over the neighborhood. He probably saw it on the copier or something. It just seems like you know this dog. Is that accurate, Drew? Well, uh, yeah. It's like it's like he it's like Clark said. I saw the pictures on the copier. Humant. Okay, everybody roll humant. <laughs> Pass. Ah, oh, 11. 62 Critical on success. 80. I fail. A 78 on a 30. Okay, I'm going to kick you out, Joe. Okay. Hey, Luke and Thomas. Yo. Hey, Zach. Thomas John Lee Pettymore especially. When you hear Drew talking about Tyler, it's not it's not Drew. That's not Drew talking about Tyler. It's not his voice. It's not his cadence. I mean, it is his voice, but it's not his personality that's coming through. It's damn it! Didn't I spend ten luck to try to figure out <laughs> if this was Drew or not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess actually it was more so like you asked if you could trust Drew. And I answered that question more so instead of like, is it Drew as a question? Whatever. I made my choice. <laughs> okay, let's get let's get Joe back in here. Drew? Drew, you seem awfully fond of a dog that you saw on a poster. He's probably just happy that I'm able to close my case, guys. That's... Yes, yeah, it's definitely that I'm happy for Clark Bishop because he was really worried about not finding that dog because Councilwoman Carrie Pages is a very respected person in the contingent community. Drew, I Thank you not to interrupt me right now, please. Drew, and you would not I have known that, that that was Tyler based off a black and white picture from a poster. That could be any dog. I don't, this doesn't add up. Well, it's a black lab and it's a black and white picture. I, f- I so. feel like... That doesn't discredit it. It's it's less that you recognize the dog, and it's more that you you seem to know about this dog that you've never met. You, you seem to have genuine affection for for a dog you've only seen on a poster. Well, Councilwoman Carrie Pages is an excellent member of our community, and the fact that she has a dog means that that dog must be one of the greatest dogs that could be around for sure. Hey, Carrie. Well, well, yeah. What? Uh, Oh, and as Keith Vigna says, Carrie and Drew says, what Clark Bishop's eyes widen. (laughs) I need everybody to roll sanity. What? 
Fail, but not over my power. Fail, not over my power. I also fail, but not okay. over my power. Everybody lose one sanity as Tyler runs up to Drew Andrews. I believe still in handcuffs. Oh, yeah, he's and, still in handcuffs. And uh, Drew gets down on his knees and starts, like, nuzzling as uh, Tyler runs right up and begins kissing and licking all over Drew Andrews. Drew, that Tyler Tyler really does know you pretty pretty well. What? You just this ain't they, true, they call, Clark. They called, yeah. You what? Councilwoman Pages, how the hell did you get in the body of our associate? Clark's eyes widen even further. <laughs> what? What? I am simply here to bring back the three of you to contention, and I didn't think that this was going to be that much of an issue. Jesus, it's like with you people, and I'm just glad that Tyler is here. If you would. If you would Council just come woman. back, I think we could do a lot of good together. It's just that we needed we needed your help, and we didn't know exactly how to get it, and so we we just need... Uh, we, we figured Drew might be the best way to get you guys to come back. I don't know about these guys, but I don't take very kindly to tricks being played on me. I'm sorry. Yeah. What do you guys think? I don't like it. Clark looks like he's trying to do a lot of math in his head. How did you get switched? Yeah, how did you become Drew? The radio. Right, that makes sense. Where's Drew then? Is he okay? You see a flicker in Drew's eyes. If you ever want to see Drew Andrews again, you're going to come back to contention with me. So you tortured poor Drew, and he wouldn't flip on us. So you had to switch his switch his body with yours? Is that what happened? He like shrugs his shoulders. I poke I poke ah! the wound. Yeah, I was gonna say I I punch him in the gut where that wound was. <laughs> poke and punch, same time. Ah no god <laughs> please please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. I'll do it. I'll come I'll Help. I'll even act like you guys don't even know Drew anymore. I didn't think about this. There's three of you. There's only one of me. Please just don't hurt Tyler and we could all go back to contention. I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. Thank you. Councilwoman. First of all, we're not going to hurt Tyler, but we might take him away from you forever. Well, that would be hurting him because we're soul connected. I don't know. I think he'd he be real away. happy after we fed him steaks for a few days. You wouldn't. He might forget all about Drew you. Drew starts crying. Councilwoman. Now, why don't you tell us what the preacher wants? I already told you. We're just trying to help. Can I humit nah. that? Right, go ahead and roll humit, Keith. 64 on 80. Um, well, okay, so he's trying to collect all the residue, right, so that there's no more out in contention so that we can pull away all the puddles and we can uh, open up contention again. You think he just wants to collect the residue and then do nothing with it? How can he keep it safe, contained? I'm not in charge of that. I think we gotta go talk to this guy. You never stopped to think, did you? Drew, I mean, Carrie? Drew, Drew Carrie? Um... (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to laugh. (laughs) Welcome to Pretending to Be People, where everything is made up and the roles don't matter. (laughs) You got put into the body of Drew with a radio that had tubes on it by i assume pastor adam kane was this all just like a tuesday afternoon for you how did you react to all are you do you are you aware of the world around you that you've now entered what oh i think she's aware clark 
You've been with the pastor for quite a while, haven't you? Well, when you guys weren't doing anything, we decided that we needed to team up to make change happen, something substantial that could actually take care of business in this time. I don't, I don't like this excuse. I don't like that line of reasoning at all. Just, Carrie, walk me, walk me through the day that Pastor Adam Kane said to you, I need you to switch bodies with this guy here using this radio. How did that set that with you? That was earlier today, and honestly, I'm pretty head heads in at that point. So I don't know if you've noticed, but the world is different now, and you either adapt or you die. Oh, we know. I uh, I lean in and whisper, is this is this because I couldn't find your dog soon enough? Is this Is this because of me? Clark, I have no ill will against you. Now that my dog is back. All right. So how how about this? What if we use you know we're gonna send Tyler away somewhere where you can never find him and you'll never see him again. Now we're not gonna hurt him, but yeah, unless unless you become a mole for us. That's what I said I would do. Yes, we're on the same page. Well, I know no, it was I'm your just, idea. Just, it was your idea. Okay, I love it. It can be your idea too. I just want you to know that that's the leverage we have against you is that you won't ever see your dog again. This brief reunion will be merely a, a painful moment in time in which you get to see what might have been. Drew and Tyler have their heads, their foreheads pressed right up against each other. Drew kind of like does one final like push into Tyler's forehead and then leans back and looks you dead in the eyes and is like, I will do anything to be, I will do anything to keep Tyler safe. That's what I like to hear. Boys, I think we ought to head back to contention. It sounds like there's even more trouble brewing down there. Oh, hey, why don't you tell us how you got this car? We know it's not yours. It was in the police department parking lot. Yeah, old Trent left it there. I think Grand Theft Auto is, or tampering with a motor vehicle is the least of our concern right now. I'm going to put Drew Carey in the back of the car. (laughs) Get back in the passenger seat and look at the guys. Who's driving? Let's put her in the trunk and put the dog in the front seat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll drive. Are you keeping Drew uh, tied up? Are you keeping him handcuffed? Yes. And are you doing anything with his legs? Leg cuffed. Yep. Oh, damn. It seems like that might cause more trouble than it helps. He's going be, oh. to be mobile when we get places. Yeah, when we get places. We're driving back. We're halfway to contention. Are you afraid he's going to walk out of the trunk? If he's got his legs, he might be able to kick his way out. But if we if we leg cuff him, then all he can do is wiggle like a ineffective worm back there. Handcuffs with uh, with attached ankle cuffs were pretty common in the seventies. So that's what Clark has on his old school contention police officer uniform. <laughs> hey, I got these here. I'm imagining handcuffs on his wrist, handcuffs on his ankles, and then two handcuffs connecting those handcuffs, like behind his back, like a hog tied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rigged and ready to go. Boys, can we go to my hotel? There's something I really need to show you. Uh, yeah, we're driving now. We're in charge of our own destinies. Of, of course we can do that. Do you guys have any other plans? We're going to have to deal with the pastor at some point, but... I've been meaning to get back and show you guys this for a minute, and let's let's just do it. Yeah, uh, that that's fine, sure. And I gotta let Bean out. He's probably ripped up the carpet or peed and pooped in there. I don't know if he even has food left. We should probably give your dog to someone who's gonna take care of it. Him and Tyler can go to a farm. Not really, though. I love Bean. All right, let's go to contention. <laughs> 
The highway between the city and the small town of Contention, if it truly can be called a highway, the part nearest to Contention hasn't seen road repair in decades. Those from Contention know to forfeit the radio during certain stretches of road because the rough, old concrete is so loud, the damage to the speakers as well as to your ears is never worth it. That's just something you're all used to. What you're not used to is a blockade made of splintered church pews stopping you from exiting and the sign from Subtropolis torn down and spray painted it's like leaning up against this blockade has a big arrow to the right and says detour please keep right Uh, I need you all to roll alertness or search Whichever's higher, or Thomas, you can roll drive if that one's higher, in order to see this in time to do anything about I it. I slow down, and I want to say that I feel like this is a trap. Uh, I fail. I rolled a six on a 60. I rolled a 35 on a 70 drive, so I just I slow to a stop before we have to turn off, and I say something doesn't feel right. I think we're about to get children of mend. In the distance you see that the detour leads down some crunchy December grass and onto the service road just to the right, just to the north of the exit ramp. But there is certainly some sort of situation set up on this service road. A crane sits off to the side of this makeshift entrance to contention, its boom and jib hanging over the middle of the road where its payload sits. A substitute gate made of those big-ass construction tubes. So basically, the crane is there to let cars into contention by lifting all these tubes. Like sonotubes, the kind of things you fill with concrete? No, the big concrete. Big plastic tubes. If we were in the Matrix and we shot them, they would go rolling across the road and and cars would crash into them. Gotcha. But the highway itself is clear. It's just the exit ramp that has all this construction going on, right? So we could keep going down the highway unobstructed. Come around maybe the backside or something like that. So yeah, we just keep driving. Fuck the detour. We look for a back way into town. Yeah. Or at least one that doesn't have a giant crane in the way. Sure, 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 sure. If this is the main entrance, then it stands to reason that the others are like probably less secure than this. That's what I'm hoping at least, yeah. It's worth scouting. Plus, we're the cops, and unless the pastor has like explicitly said to not let us in. We know this town doesn't feel too kindly about us right now. I think that we're the true. cops yeah. is about the worst thing that could... <laughs> come out of anyone's mouth trying to get in like why the fuck why the fuck did you leave why aren't you here in the first place but doesn't it kind of sound like pastor adam kane's running the show now and he wants us if we could not alert him to our presence that'd be the best for now i agree 100 percent. i'm I'm just saying i think if if we're if push came to shove we could we could probably get through this barrier yeah let's uh let's try to find another way around and uh and get to my hotel so if you could all Pull up the map real quick. Yeah, I've got the map. I want you to see essentially why Hotel Motel might be one of the harder places. I to, see uh, what you mean. Get into. Yeah, it's right by the exit. We don't have to drive anywhere. Let's just pull. Let's go back down the highway the way we came a little bit. Pull off the side of the road and then just walk to the Hotel Motel. Yeah, that works. Are you leaving Tyler in the car? No, we're leaving Drew Carey in the trunk, but we're taking Tyler with us. You don't you don't think we should take Drew Carey with us? We hogtied him pretty good. Wasn't our whole conversation though was that the, 
she he, he she was going to be on our side and and, and help us now because we threatened her dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like she's more of a liability while we run a do Drew's thing real quick. You mean Keith's thing? Yeah. It feels like the safest place for her to be would be in this trunk. I'm just saying we're not going to be at the hotel for long. Yeah, we're just okay. It's, okay. It's an in and out. I just got to get something. Uh, okay, yeah. You can somebody can stay here and guard garter him them if if you want, but I don't know. Let's just all go make it real quick and get back to the car. Here here's my only fear is that things don't seem to go well for us. So what if what if Drew Carey's tra- trapped in the trunk for a while? Well, that's her own fault for becoming, you know, a pawn of this evil goo, like, uh, collecting pastor. But we also were just saying that she could be helpful. Like, are we are we abandoning the idea that that, that could be helpful to us? Right now, I think she's the most helpful in that trunk. If she feels like she's in a situation where, you know, we're leading her, trying to be stealthy to the hotel, and she can just scream like, hey, hey, they're here, and sick a bunch of people on us. True, that's true, true. true. Okay. Right, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go go to the hotel uh, on foot with Tyler, right? We're bringing Tyler with us? Yeah. Yeah. Clark goes around to the trunk and pats on it. We'll be right back. We're taking Tyler, so don't get any funny ideas about getting out of there. Wait, where are you going right now? Please, thank you. Tell me, please. Nope, nope. We don't want you. If any of your friends come along and Our- find this truck, uh, we don't want you leading them to us, so... We'll be back within 15 minutes, half an hour, and you just sit tight. Clark's going to be uh, staying here with you, and then I wink at them. And uh, I'm uh, I'm putting some headphones in, and I'm just going to sit silently to myself in the front seat up there. Yeah, he's listening to an audiobook, so you don't disturb him or anything, or he won't be able to enjoy that. Great job. That's exactly right. You just don't say nothing. All right, let's go, boys. Boy. I meant, I meant Keith and Tyler. <laughs> and then we all head off to the hotel motel is there anything in the car we can use to make a makeshift leash for tyler oh for sure seatbelt there's a light cardigan in the back and i i tie that around his collar one sleeve tied around the collar the other sleeve i'm holding on to okay cardigan leash cardigan leash i love it all right keith uh you know, I probably should have humented you or, or done something to make sure that your motives were good and <laughs> leaning us away from our main goals back to your uh, hotel room. But uh, I didn't, so let's just get this over with. Okie dokie, who's got the worst stealth? Mine's 50. Mine's 10. Oh my God. Why? I've got 30. Okay, so I'm going to have John and Clark roll. If you guys succeed, you'll be able to assist by giving a plus 20 each on a success to Keith. 10. So that is a plus 20 to Keith's 10. I failed. A 40. All righty. So I got to get 30. Get a roll under 30. 83. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Bishop, Keith Vigna, John Lee Pettymore III, and Tyler are walking across the highway. I need everybody to roll alertness. 32 on a 60. 90 on a 60. 87 on a 70. Alrighty. Uh, 
just got Thomas here. Thomas, you see across the highway when you're like on the highway itself, it's the highest point that you've been at. And looking across the town of Contention, mm-hmm. there's not much of a skyline in Contention, right? Not too many tall buildings here, but you do notice that surrounding what you know is the campus of First Church of Contention, there is that doesn't look right. It can't, it's moving. It's a wall. You imagine this is what it looked like if Moses actually had parted the Red Sea as you see a moat in the air that is surrounding the campus of the First Church of Contention. And in the water are many different kinds of fish that are all swimming about. I need you to roll sanity. Ooh, fail. Uh, Lose one sanity as you realize what you are going up against. This is the kind of unnatural that you have not witnessed something this controlled, right? Like everything that you've seen has been just haphazard, seemingly chaotic. But this, this was formed and this is held. This is scary. That's what you're supposed to do in horror, right? As you say, this... This is scary. (laughs) You're scared now. (laughs) Do you feel it inside of you where you're scared? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to. Did you roll over your power? No. Okay. I'm going to bring them back. Sorry. I forgot to tell you guys I was putting you in the waiting room. (laughs) Well, and. They should have just been there because, <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah, I I stop in my track and I and I uh, I, t- I tap you on the shoulders and point to the first church of contention and I say, "Hey guys, take a look at what's going on around the church." Both of you roll sanity for me for looking at the church. Yep, <laughs> I fail. I fail. Do you fail over your power? Either one of you. No. no. So you each lose one sanity. How close to the church are we? Quite a ways from the church. Uh, okay, it I looks see it on like, the map now. I mean, 20 blocks maybe? Yeah. Or like five. <laughs> oh, yeah, like five blocks. Sorry. Above the, the, the skyline of contention, which is basically non-existent, I think the highest thing in the town previous to this was probably the church's cross on top of their steeple. Currently, above that, you see a massive wall of water that is surrounding the entire land that the church sits on. And it is exactly like what you think it might look like if you made a wall out of water. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it would look like if you made a wall out of water. And there are fish swimming all through it. And like, it's cool. Some of them are like literally jump out of the water and then gravity pulls them back in sideways into the wall of water. And, oh, I forgot to mention, it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) You've never seen this kind of unnatural power uh, controlled like this. It seems to to not be chaotic. It it is purposeful. Clark starts walking toward it. Clark, what are you you doing? You didn't, did you see, you see all that? There's, there's, there's fish in there. (laughs) They're just, they're flopping around. Look at that. I gotta see this thing. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just swing by the hotel real quick, and then we can 
we can go there. Yeah, Clark, that's kind of where all our, seemingly all our enemies are. I mean, except our our human enemies. The the ooze is its own thing. Yeah, see, Tyler agrees. We should just go run by the hotel real quick and check things out. But you're you're saying that we'll be able to get up there close to it later on, maybe. Yeah, yeah. See, see some of those yeah. fish. We'll, that'd be, oh, yeah. We'll take God, a look that'd be, at them fish. That'd be neat as hell. All right, yeah, let's go. A regular ichthyologist is Clark Bishop. You know it. Pick the pace <laughs> up a little bit and start more than jogging towards the hotel. Yeah, I follow. As you guys get to Hotel Motel, you see that all the doors are open. I sprint to my room. And in the parking lot. <laughs> look down here. It looks like, like a dog tried to get into this room. <laughs> It looks like a looks like one burst from the inside outward in this one. Yeah, here. what can we reconstruct the series of events that happened here? It's several critters working together. It seems it looks like a bird hit the window here. Wow, this is something strange went on. Maybe is do I see uh, a cat around all, anywhere? You guys are seeing that from a distance uh, <laughs> and and just wonderfully ignoring uh, the the scene that's in the parking lot. Of, of hotel motel which before you is there's a dunking booth filled with fish and sitting above the water uh, there's a young boy a large boy with dumpling cheeks and rounded ears that accentuate the roundness of his face and he is slowly surveying the area with a furrowed brow above glassy darting eyes while consistently stuffing his face with a cheesy ziti scooped up from a mixing bowl in his lap. It seems like this husky fella is some kind of lookout. They said they were using children to and crazy folks to, to oh, look yeah. out for the ooze. And see, he's got his little tank of fish there that he can just dump down into if case, in case it comes by. Roll alertness for me, Thomas. Seven. And you notice alongside that astute observation, there is a, a walkie-talkie that is mounted on the netting of this dunk take so that it could be used if someone was standing in the dunk take. Walkie-talkie. What's he? What's the kid wearing? What is the kid wearing? He's wearing... I'm mostly asking, is he wearing like a swimsuit so that he would be happy to be dunked or is he just wearing civilian clothing? Oh, no, Not he's just wearing normal clothes. clothes. Okay. What'd you say, Thomas? In that I said lack a week, like meatwad. That's from Awkward Teen Hunger Force. That's just the thing. So, uh, what happens? Uh, we tell you what happens. <laughs> 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 hey, fellas, see that walkie-talkie he's got there? Yeah. Seems like he could he could alert the the church to our presence. So we might wanna we wanna wanna duck down. Yeah. Low. How are we gonna sneak around him? Uh, you could roll stealth. is anybody feeling particularly sneaky is this a working carnival dunk tank like does it have a a target that we could hit and dunk the kid uh yeah let's say that it does all right can any of us throw we could shoot (laughs) that's true i've got a 60 firearms what do you got i'm feeling a little better than that (laughs) all right keith take the shot well i mean What's your plan here? If we dunk him, he's going to say that he got dunked and heard a gunshot. Right, but it gives us time in his confusion to run by. He won't necessarily see what dunked him. That's true. And if you, you know, fuck up and hit the kid, then we don't really have a problem either way. That's so. true. <laughs> but uh, as a as a just a just throwing it out there, another another option is that we're here to get something. Just from shoot Keith's the kid room, right? instead of fucking around with the dunk take. You're right. You're right. <laughs> 
Keith, why don't why don't you you're you're not wearing a uniform or anything? Why don't you walk up there, show him? I guess your hotel room key or whatever. I mean, is he, he's looking out for goo, right? I mean, that's that's true. Ostensibly, what he's looking out for. I could try to just obscure my face. Uh, Give me is Keith uh, clean shaven, scraggly. But it's been a couple days since I shaved, so. I grab a big thing of mud and I just rub it all over your face where a beard would be. <laughs> I allow it to happen. I have the mud beard on and I want to just quickly walk over to my hotel room. And if it helps, I do have some disguise points. Clark, you, me, and the dog will hunker down here and we'll see how Keith gets along. If he gets into any trouble with this boy, the boy's like, hey, that's Officer Vigna. You know, we'll dunk them or shoot them or do what we have to do. Exactly. We've we've taken care of kids before, so. Uh, <laughs> you and I, I, I. I didn't know that. I I thought you meant take care of them like we dunk him. I I'm not. I don't think I want to kill a kid today. Like but. I said, whatever we have to do. I'm just. I'm glad you're my partner in this because we've been there before. We've done through. We've you know. We've gone through this. So I know you'll do what must be done when the time comes i didn't do it i didn't do it last time it it, ha- it was a thing that happened that we were there for but i wasn't like i would have i would have preferred it not to have happened but i, I, I i'm with you i'm, I'm we're here uh, we're, we're on the key. exact same page buddy uh <laughs> i know you're with me killer <laughs> <laughs> keith roll a disguise there was a face of really happy and then a face of maybe shock a 23 on a 30 oh yeah. <laughs> As you walk by, you see these very glassy, very darting eyes of this total chub just like look you up and down and then immediately pay you no mind as he continues to survey the land and you walk into a room that has been ransacked bean is not here shit and the window as you all observed earlier has been busted out i immediately go directly to the safe so hotel safes motel safes i think you can just pick them up right some of them it depends yeah so uh luke how much luck do you have 35. That sucks. Go ahead and roll luck to see if your safe is in Hotel Motel. 22. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> and Bean is inside. I was going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I was too, honestly. I was going to be pissed. I was Ooh. like, please. Roll. Okay, crit, <laughs> crit success. You, it is there. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think of something that would make it better. Oh, you don't have to uh you don't have to this kid is completely preoccupied when you come out with it. Like the he safe? is uh <laughs> I'm like, I don't need the whole safe. Oh right. Oh shit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so Keith carries this safe out. <laughs> Fuck me. So <laughs> Guys, look, the safe was still there. It's <laughs> all they I didn't needed. take it. We could put stuff in it. Are you glad we came? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I thing. open up the safe, take out the watch that I had put in there. I put it in my pocket and I head back to the guys. Yeah. And uh, this kid pays you absolutely no mind because of your critical success. And you make it back and Tyler greets you with a warm lick on the face. Okay, guys, uh, do you want to walk to the church or go back to the car? But either, either way. Keith, why the fuck did we come out here in the first place? I need you to see something. Well, one of you guys put this on, and I reach into my pocket and hold out the watch. Yeah, sure. That's a nice watch. And I put it on. Okay. 
Uh, John Lee <laughs> Pettymore the Third puts it on, and I'm gonna send the other two to the waiting room. Peace out. <laughs> Thomas. Hello, Zach. Thomas, it feels like the consciousness of John Lee Pettymore is changing the channel, just like back and forth and back and forth, all between these different scenes, and you begin to phase out of your reality as this watch slips onto your wrist, and you seem to be somewhere else entirely, and you feel wet grass and dirt on your fingers. And then the wet grass turns dry, so dry, and the dirt turns to dust. And you look up and you see contention as an old mining town in the late 1800s. And you look next to you and you see a man lying face down on the ground, not moving. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at a door in the ground, like a sealed metal door that was mostly buried And on the door is an inscription, and it says, Pettymore forevermore. And then the watch is slipped off of your wrist, and you come back to reality. John Lee Pettymore III puts this watch on, and then quickly pulls the watch off his wrist. Keith, what the hell is this? What'd you see? What'd you see? What does that mean? I, I saw I saw contention in its early days. I saw a man on the ground, face down, and I, I saw a door. A door in the a ground? A door in the ground, yeah. Did you read it? Did it say anything on it? It said, Pettymore, forevermore. When I put that, when I put that on the first time, I saw a door in the ground, but it had beans on it. <laughs> <laughs> The door is just covered in beans. <laughs> uh, that that watch, my father gave that watch to Ferguson as a kid. Why don't we see what happens when Clarks puts it on? And I like slap it on your wrist. What do you mean? What do I? You guys are seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Hey, Joe. Hello. As Clark Bishop has this watch slapped on his wrist, it feels like your consciousness is just flipping through the channels and you begin to phase out of your reality and you're somewhere else entirely and you feel wet grass and dirt on your fingers. The wet grass and dirt turns to dry, dry dust. And you've seen pictures of contention from the late 1800s but you've never been there. Mm -hmm. And looking to your left, you see a man who's not moving face down on the ground next to you. You're back in this wet grass and dirt and you see Maggie Cook's house. And in the backyard, there's a door floating in the air. And then all of a sudden you're looking at this door that's mostly buried, sealed metal door. And there's an inscription on it. It says, one five two two five one eight one nine five five one eight which you immediately can recognize as overseer (laughs) that's on the door in the ground yep okay 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 i don't get it but okay that makes sense i mean i kind of get it i kind of get it (laughs) 
John Lee Pettymore slaps this watch onto Clark Bishop's wrist and his eyes go blank and then not hardly any time passes before the watch slips off the wrist and Clark Bishop looks at you. Did you see the door? What did yours say? Door, a door is dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was, it was the numbers. It was, it was numbers. It was, it. What numbers? It, uh, it was the ones they, they spelled over, overseer. Oh shit! Well, that's you, Clark. Was was the door in the ground? Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Did you see anything else? Yeah, it's uh, I saw Mag, I saw Maggie's house. I was standing out there in front of it. And, you know, she lives right there on Bean's Pond, and uh, I saw I saw a door, and it was. It was floating above Bean's Pond, and then suddenly I was looking down at a door in the ground, and that's where that's where the numbers were. It, it, it was the number spelled out o- o- overseer, and there was the, I saw the I saw the the dusty the old it looked it looked like old conti- like really old contention, and there was that guy face down like you said. When I was in the belly of that beast, I had a vision. Well, I saw my brother in Bean's Pond. But there was no water in it, and he was looking at a door in the ground in the bottom of Bean's Pond. If I interpreted my visions correctly, I, I, I do. I think you're onto something. Bean, Bean's Pond is involved in some way. Before I brought it up, I wanted you guys to see that watch, but I think we need to go there. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think is the bigger fish that we need to fry? Well, once the pastor knows we're here, he knows we're here, and we're not going to be able to get much done. But we do need to save Brew from him. I don't know, boys. Maybe if we find the door, it'll help us. It's got to mean something. If we happen to choose wrong, we'll hopefully just reset, right? I mean... We got all the time in the world. I would hope so, but... of two hours every day. We never know when our last, uh, you know, what if it stops? Well, we were lucky to have gotten this far, I think, you know. Really, any any time after our first deaths is a blessing. So let's just be thankful for what we got, and not what you know. Don't beat yourself up over losing something you don't even have yet. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I I think we ought to go find the find the doors. <laughs> it's been on my mind for days. Yeah, let's fucking knock on these doors. So we're heading to Beans Pond, eh? Yeah, and I mean, we got to get to the bottom of it, but. The water might be there, and I point to the wall. Have you put the watch on more than once, Keith? Uh, no, I. as soon as I, I put it on, and I locked it up as soon as I took it off. Okay, Zach, just in the interest of like podcast time, if I put this on, will I have the same vision again or a different vision? <laughs> that seems like a big question. I know, like you'd have to but if it. the answer <laughs> is just the same, we can move right along. But <laughs> I think you have to say you'll do it, and then Since you asked me that, <laughs> here... Give me that back. And I take the watch and put it on one more time. Reality blinks and flickers in a now familiar but still unsettling way. And you're standing over a man's body who's face down in the dry, cracked dirt. The smell of piss and shit wafts through the humid summer air, and looking down the road to your perceived destination, you recognize your hometown of contention. Back to the body on the ground, your hands are trembling as you roll him over a dead man in his mid-twenties, stiff as a glass of moonshine, dressed in the fashion of the day, which is the late 
1800s, and a tri-folded piece of parchment falls out of this deceased man's jacket pocket. It's a job advertisement for the Contention Mining Company, and it reads, We is hiring able bodies, readying untapped sight, plenty of work, hesitate not. 